Greetings, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Great YouTube audience. It's be, uh, I was with you guys some time ago, about eight or ten years ago. And so I'm back. I'm Emmanuel West, Jr. I'm one of the two witnesses of Revelation 11, and Yahweh has sent me to this great city of Atlanta, Georgia, to set the record straight on most anything you can imagine. I was called to preach when I was 12 years old, and Yahweh gave me an unusual message. And Yeshua came in my bedroom, and he told me to go and preach the end-time gospel. And as a little boy, I, I reasoned, now when you're having a dream vision, you don't have any input. Uh, the words that came from my mouth was, 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 Jesus, I don't know your gospel, but when you teach it to me, I will teach it to other people. And so that led me on a very private study to learn the things of Yahweh. My father had deserted our family when I was uh, six years old. Uh, we would have been a middle-class family, but he decided to run off and leave uh, seven children. And so we, we were poor when he left, and then two years later, the house burned. And the only thing we saved from that burning house was an old Bible reading for the home book. It was put out by the Seventh-day Adventists. And the sections in that book that I was intrigued by were the sections on prophecy. So that led me to on a study of prophecy all over the world. I've studied religions all over the earth. I have a 19, I'm sorry, in 2012, I went on a international uh, a radio and preached to nations all around the world. I was invited to preach in Brazil, Australia, Pakistan, uh, Israel, other places, but I would not go because Yahweh had destined me to come to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I was born in Macon, Georgia, where I began my studies, and Macon in Hebrew basically means the foundation, that Yahweh's going to do something, but the foundation would come out of Macon, Georgia. And so that's where I was born that's where I began my deep studies. I used to go around school from from uh, elementary to high school, carrying about eight books, seven, eight books in my arms. I was always reading. I was a book fanatic. And uh, Yahweh taught me the art of study, and I love it. My, most of my life has been my quiet time with my Savior in my study, spending many hours in Bible study. Uh, I, I sleep only about three hours a night, maybe four, and the rest of the time I'm up studying. I used to study a minimum of three hours a day. On weekends, it would be about 10 or 12 hours a day. And I wanted to know that ancient religion, the real true gospel that you don't hear anymore. What you guys are hearing today, you've been deceived by the Antichrist. And that's right there in your Bible. I'm going to teach you who is the Antichrist in Peter's day as well as the Antichrist in our day. Uh, we're going to have a great time studying together. You're going to learn many things. I'm not trying to get the, the credit for this because heaven has taught me as I patiently listen to the working of the Holy Spirit. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I can't brag about anything but that I love you, sure. In uh, 1982, I was born again. I had a gun to my head. I thought life wasn't worth living. And so... That, that very day that I had planned to end my life, that very day I had a tremendous experience. A friend of mine 
shot his wife five times and blowed his brains out. And little do anybody know that that's what I was contemplating as well. So when I heard the news of this man uh, dying, it brought me back to reality. I had planned to kill my wife and uh, blow my brains out. I had written who would take care of our three children, but it was in Yahweh's divine plan to save me. He had yet more things to teach me. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I I was a, a, a church boy that used to call me growing up. And then when I went into the world, didn't go on a date till I was approaching nine, 19. And then I went crazy out there running the streets, chasing women. And uh, Yahweh wasn't pleased with that. At the end of that two, three-year period, I joined the military. And when I did that, that's when I came back to, to Yahweh's grace. Being born again is a two-stage development. One of them is when you... Uh, Brought you were brought aside like uh, Esther was brought to the palace unwillingly to make herself ready to go before the king, and that's that's one of one of the evidences that you're not necessarily born again. But when she actually went before the king, that was her night of conversion, and so Yahweh brought me back from the military. Uh, I had prayed about what should I do with my future. I loved the military. I wanted to go for life. But that same night, I had a dream that I would be uh, back in Macon. I would be studying, and I'd be preaching. would have two boys, and all those things have come true. I prayed about who to marry, and sure enough, that same night, I had a dream who to marry when I was a young man. And again, I didn't want to do that, but I felt it was Yahweh's will, and so I surrendered to his will. Now, I'm going to just tell you a little Secret about marriage, we're going to teach you many topics. You can call us right in. I can teach you on any segment of the Bible, the apocryphal books. I can tell you the meaning of those ancient sacrifices. I can, You name it, prophecies, Daniel, Revelation, Isaiah, Jeremiah. I walk through the Bible. And in one station I'm on, we're going through the book of Judges right now. And you'll be shocked to know that all of these things point to two basic Principles in the Bible. There are only two stories in the whole Bible, as big as the Bible is. And the first one is that man would fall, Christ would redeem him, and then he would set up a church, and that church would fall away into what is called the abomination of desolation. That's in Matthew 24, 15 through 16. It's also in Daniel 9, 24 through 27. And that's when the Antichrist would come into the early church. And in the midst of that week, that last week of years, in the midst of that week from 39 to 46 A.D., in the middle of that week, 43 A.D., was when the Antichrist took over the early church. And that Antichrist was Apostle Paul. And you'll read about it in the 15th chapter of Acts. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've written a book on Paul. I've written nine books that are free to the public. They are heavy duty. They, I don't deal with much milk. You ought to know that. As long as you've been Christians, you ought to know some basic principles about being born again and how you need to grow in grace. Every Christian should know that. Those are basic things. That's what we call milk. But I teach you the deeper things in the word of Yahweh. You'll love it. You'll learn much. Whenever I come on these airways, have you a pen and pencil, and I will teach you things you probably never heard. I, I, I regret that the priesthood, the preachers, 
fill the church of the living Yahweh. But that's okay. We're going to get it back right again. And then the other second principle of the Bible is the restoration. So half of the Old Testament prophets talked about this falling away. The Antichrist would come, what he would do in the church. And then the restoration came 1,800 years later, 666. And that restoration came along with the William Miller movement. That was when these people thought Christ was returning. And then when they were disappointed from that, emerged five denominations. And I'll teach you about those. And the first one was the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And even though there were the Seventh-day Baptists and other groups that worship on the Sabbath, it was Adventists who brought that teaching to prominence. And then there was a group that broke from the Seventh-day Adventists. They are the Church of God's Seventh-day. They restored not only the Messianic Sabbath, but also the Messianic diet. And then a third group came along in 1896. This, when you read about the book of Esther, it was talking about Esther the Queen. That was William Crowdy out in Lawrence, Kansas. And he raised up a mighty church. They kept the Sabbath, the Messianic diet, and as well as the feast days. The first church of that nature in America was this black man, uh, William S. Crowdy. And then the work of Nehemiah was the next group. All these groups left Babylon. They came back to Jerusalem to restore the worship. And so, so Nehemiah brought his group along in 1934. That's Herbert W. Armstrong, the Worldwide Church of God. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. When you read in your Bible, it says uh, uh, weeks. Uh, it says days, but actually it means 52 years. And I told members of the Worldwide Church of God that their pastor would die exactly 52 years from, from when he first went on the air. Uh, he went on the air in, uh, in January of 1934, and he died January of 1986. The last man to leave Babylon was Ezra. According to some historical books, Ezra was a black man. And he came back to Jerusalem, and the first thing he dealt with was those illegal marriages. And so I'm going to have a teaching session with you about marriage, What's, what it's all about, marriage and divorce. You're going to have to go back to your first mate. It will not be optional. When you make a vow, the only thing release you from a vow, ladies and gentlemen, is death. So don't, don't take it lightly listening to me or think there's another way out. I'm one of the two witnesses of Revelation 11. And if you read Revelation 11, you'll see that those men are nothing to play with. They got a big job to do to straighten this church out, to clean it up, and they're going to accomplish that. And they're going to do it by bringing a ministry of death. That was what Yeshua gave me as a little 12-year-old boy. And I had to study many years to understand the, the, the scope of such a mighty church. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I've been teaching about the plagues that we are looking at right now today, right here in America, all over the world. But again, Yahweh is not dealing with Gentiles right now. That's what the millennium reign is all about. When Christ comes back, he's going to set up this mighty church, and we're going to teach billions of people all around the world, Gentiles, who do not know the true gospel. But right now, Yeshua is teaching us about a message to the Jew, to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. So whatever is happening over in 
in Russia or China and portions of the Philippines and places like that, portions of Africa, it doesn't matter. They are not in this inclusion of preaching today. It's only where the tribes of Israel settle. And so what happened, ladies and gentlemen, when uh, the northern ten tribes broke away in the days of Solomon, and then they went into Assyrian captivity, they migrated over the, the Caucasus Mountains and settled all over Europe, intermarried all over Europe. And those, you know, the Muslims call them the white blue-eyed devils, but those whites that came from Europe over here are the lost ten tribes of Israel. And then 130 years later, Nebuchadnezzar invaded the southern kingdom, the Judah kingdom. And most of those people were black. And uh, and you're going to learn that most of the ancient uh, priests in Israel were black men. Yes, indeed. I'm going to teach you a lot about things you just didn't know is in your Bible. It's in the Bible. That's what I teach. I don't teach current events unless they are uh, important to be known in terms of Scripture. And that's what I'll do. But I'm going to teach you about these plagues we're under right now. And uh, they are identical to the ten plagues that Moses brought upon Egypt. And right now we are in the uh, third and fourth plague. And uh, at Pentecost this year, we're supposed to go into the next three plagues. And that will be an invasion of this virus going to be in these pets. You know, America loves pets. They worship these animals. And God's going to kill you for that, for not worshiping him. And then the next plague possibly might be uh, volcanoes going to erupt all over the, the uh, world. And then the third plague that's going to hit, this, all this is in the ninth chapter of Exodus. And I'm going to go through that with you and teach you what these things mean. And the third plague will probably be a comet. So it's the, the, the death. We, we've been to see death now like you never heard of. We ain't seen nothing yet. But y'all, we're going to remove some of these lost tribes of Israel because they won't keep his Torah. They won't keep his laws, the true gospel. And so he's going to remove them, and then he's going to bring a rapture. There will be close to a half billion people going to be raptured to the United States of America. They're coming to hear the two witnesses. They will hear me, and they will do what I teach. But I know on this radio program, you will resist me. You'll fight me. Most of you don't know two Hebrew words. You don't study. And now you, you're not going to be able to win your argument if you don't know a lot of the Scripture. And before you teach the Bible, preachers, you need to know the whole Bible. And then the Holy Spirit will lead you to texts that intermingle with other texts. And before long, you'll, you'll learn the deep things in the word of Yahweh. Yes, as I have. Yes, indeed. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I've been faithful over the years. I ain't been perfect, but I've been faithful following this course that heaven had laid out for me. Uh, I had all intentions of retiring in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, right now I'm 73, approaching 74. And, uh, and I had planned to retire in Jacksonville, Florida. But Yahweh, I'm a man of prayer. Yahweh had a plan to get me to Atlanta. Little do you know that Atlanta, the ancient name of this city, is Terminus. And I'm going to teach you one day about this great city called Terminus. It's all through your Bible. I'll show you at least 15 different texts that talks about Terminus. It's all through the Bible. And so I'm just going to teach you things. I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I probably don't know three words in Hebrew. 
but I know how to study. And so you can learn the truth just by hard study. You just, you know, this great book, James Strong, Exhaustive Concordance, is nothing but a big dictionary, and it will give you every word in the Bible, in in Hebrew or Aramaic or Greek. And you can look that word up, and you can exhaust that word, all possible meanings that word gives to the Scripture. And that's how I have studied over the years. I've studied many books and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show me which one is right or which one is most right. And that's been the study of my life, ladies and gentlemen. I've been a blessed man all my life. I started tithing in the 11th grade. Actually started tithing when I was about eight years old and started working. And I would give 100% of my money to, to my mother. And I did that until I was about age 22. My primary income went to my family. We were poor. And then, <coughs> excuse me, and then I would have a little odd job for my personal needs. And so I did that until, but I learned the art of tithing. You don't need all that money you make. And Yahweh has a wonderful system that if you tithe, he will bless you. You can't beat Yahweh giving. So I've learned most of my life I used to give three tithes, sometimes four tithes. There were times I gave 70 and 80% of my income to Yahweh. And he has blessed me as a result of that. My success in life is a result of tithing. So remember that. You're not going to out-bargain Yahweh. If you faithful, you don't even have to be a Christian. If you tithe, you will be blessed. And remember that. A tithe is not on your gross. It's on your net. And I, I'll teach you all the meanings of tithing. I'll teach you about a garage, things you never heard of. That's in your Bible. So I want you to stay with me. Stay with this program here. This is Yahweh's Remnant Ministries. And I teach you things you just never heard of. It will be scripturally sound, and you will not be able to argue against my arguments. Uh, and whenever I'm not sure, I let you know. There are, there are things I don't know, and there are things I, you know, Yahweh will lead me to a, a tough passage of scripture, and it's like He will show me how to open the door to see this all the vast knowledge in that room. But then he lead me to other studies. I don't get a chance to absorb all I see because he's always led me to deeper things than learning the word. So those of you who are listening to me, you'll learn more than I know. You'll be able to teach even more than I teach because truth is supposed to get brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Yes, indeed. We love you in our great ministry and the people who... Follow me. They love these great teachings. They are right on point. Yes, indeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand, I preached my first sermon in the Baptist church, and then, uh, and then, uh, and then, they, then from there I preached in the uh, Methodist church, the Pentecostal church, the Seventh-day Adventist. I helped raise up churches. And then in 1977, I entered the rite of circumcision. And I was 30 years old, and that's when my studies exploded. In 1982, I was given the mystery of Daniel, the fifth chapter of Daniel, that handwriting on the wall, mene, mene, tekel, ufarsen. And from that, I was given a tremendous experience in 1982. Those were Aramaic numbers, and that brought you to 1982. 
I teach you prophecies that will bring you down to the last week in this month, and you'll be surprised to know that it's right there in your Bible. You never learned about all the hooping and hollering, and yang, 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 bro West don't go there. I teach what's written, and you will learn much. Yes, indeed. So it's my great honor to be introduced to this great audience. The next time you hear me, we will teach you the mysteries of the Trinity. And you'll be surprised to know all about the Trinity. You just don't know. But you'll love it. And I thank you for being with us today. May you be blessed. Shabbat shalom.